Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to today's show. It is Tuesday, August 2nd. I'm Liz Dolan. I am in Bend, Oregon, joined on Skype by my sister, Julie Dolan, who is in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And Julie, how is everything there? It's good, Liz. Good to be talking with you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about these summer Tuesday shows, Liz. They're fun. <laughs> They're fun to do. They are fun to do. But you know what? I can't believe it's already August, you know, because July was my first month of post-corporate life. Uh-huh. And, and I just thought it would stretch out in front of me forever, but it just zoomed by. It just right. completely zoomed by. So I have a whole different set of goals for August than I had in July. Sounds but, ambitious, Liz. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be dialing back. No goals. No, no goals in the summer, Liz. Well, let's just say activities that I'm going to focus on, one of which we're going to talk today, we're going to talk about the Olympics. Because, of course, they start Friday night, big opening ceremonies, but then next week, Leon and I and Leon's family are going to Rio. We've announced this on the show. We're still super excited, so we're just going to keep announcing it. We could not be more excited. So you and I have quite a roundup of Olympic stories today. Yes, absolutely, Liz. I mean, probably the most important uh, story that we want to talk about are your plans, which you're going to do when you're there. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. And then you have an update on Nana Camp. Yes. How's it going? All good? Uh, I survived equestrian day, Liz. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. There were horses involved. Yes. Okay. And then I'm going to make a plea. Uh, The plea is in the general area of civility during the election season, and then in the specific area of online behavior. Okay, so can we talk about that? Yes, yes. Let's talk about it, Liz. (laughs) We just, we have to start small. You and I, if we can come to some kind of Civil agreement. Right. I think. I think perhaps we can create a, a ripple effect. Yeah. It can just radiate out from here. What, uh-huh. do they, what do they call that? The butterfly effect, right? So if yeah. you if you and I just start being more civil in our online exchanges, then it will just butterfly its way all the way out to the world. That's what um. That's what I'm hoping. Um, okay. Then we've got uh, press and cultural news. Like, did you or did you not see Jason Bourne this weekend? Liz, I am running Nana Camp. That we only do PG movies at Nana Camp. So no, I haven't seen it. I can't my husband, it. my husband is pacing. He wants to see this movie so badly. Yes. And then I have an online poll poll for you, Liz. Cats is back. Are you pro cats or or what? Pro cats. Oh, the Broadway show cat. Yes, yes. he came back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow, I didn't even realize it was gone. I thought it was droning on there forever and ever. <laughs> okay, Liz. See, that's a little <laughs> negativity coming into your voice. Okay. So can we talk Olympics? I'll just yes. put in, I'll put in Olympic theme music under this when I edit the show. But here we go. Friday night, opening ceremonies. I I'm so excited that I've completely altered my travel schedule, Joyce. <laughs> Well, it makes sense, Liz. I mean, that's that's kind of the Dolan family way. I mean, we love the Olympics. I mean, obviously, we, you, we love it so much that you're going to the Olympics. Uh-huh. Well, we certainly, you know, we sort of shut down for the next two weeks, yeah. starting Friday night. All the Dolans are going to be watching the Olympics. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I cannot wait to see Ryan Lochte's ice blue hair. Did you see the color of that, Liz? No. Did you see? No. Oh, Liz. He dyed his hair ice blue. Oh, gosh. you got to see it. Yeah. It's all going to be there at the opening ceremonies. Well, I've been studying the photos of the uh, the United States outfits for the opening ceremonies, which in, <laughs> have, in the New York Times, they were called jaunty, conservative, and as patriotic as Betsy Ross. So uh-huh. that's quite a combination that Ralph Lauren has managed to pull off here. Have you seen the pictures of them, Julie? Yes, Liz. And I, I have to say I have a mixed review. Uh, I, first of all, the shoes. What's what's up with those topsiders? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're just the red, white, and blue topsiders. Uh, I mean, that was a bad, that was never a good look. I, yeah. I just, I mean, just some simple loafers. They're, they're athletes. How about some cute sneakers? I what, what, I mean, 
Why why those top ciders? I think I think everything else is good except for the footwear, Julie. I think you're right. I love the striped T-shirts under the blazer. Well, well, you know, it's creating somewhat of a controversy this morning because when they button that blue blazer, yeah, instead of looking like Betsy Ross had intended of the red, white, and blue, it looks like what Vladimir Putin had intended, Liz. It looks like the Russian flag. Have you noticed, oh, Julie? I think you're a little bit sensitive to all. No, things. no, no. I'm. Not, I did someone. This. I. You know. Someone in the. Internet sphere alerted me to do this, that when they button those blazers, it indeed looks like the Russian tricolor. So. Well, I'm sorry. We own the red, white, and blue, too. I think it looks... Uh, it, it, I think it looks very stylish. It looks like the way young people would want to look, as opposed to a lot of these uniforms, which always end up looking like too old for the people that are wearing them. You know, uh, I like it. I think it's, uh, you know, I think the boat shoes are a problem. I haven't seen the close up of the navy grow grain belts. But I kind of put that in the boat shoe category. Maybe it's because we grew up in Connecticut, Julie, that like topsiders and grow grain belts, it just, it just <laughs> cuts a little too close to home. Yes, it does. <laughs> cuts to the bone. Yes. It's, that could be it. Liz. There's a reason we don't live there anymore. And, right. <laughs> but did you know that um, some of, I guess only one of the Blazers, but they were originally going to do the whole team, will have electroluminescent panels on them? So, no, Liz. Yes. No. So the idea is that everyone would have a light up crest on their jacket, but then they realized that that was just too much, uh, too much work, and they couldn't pull that off. So only the flag bearer will have that. But you should watch for that, Julie. Oh, Liz, that's a good detail. I didn't know about that, and I will be looking for that. The light up crest. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's Friday night, and uh, here's what I had to do. I, you know, my plan was to drive home. From Oregon to California on Friday, but that's uh-huh. a, that's a fourteen hour drive, and I realized, and I was going to try to do it all in one go, which I have occasionally done, and it's a long hard day, but it's doable. But then I realized, no, Friday night, then I would miss the opening ceremonies. So I'm pulling over halfway uh, to Santa Monica, Julie, just. Pulling over, going to check into a hotel, and I have this whole fantasy Friday night of in my hotel, in my heavenly bed, or whatever it is, ordering room service and watching the opening ceremonies. That's my plan. Liz, you have your priorities right. I mean, that's there, there's no other way that you should do that drive. Okay. And then, to- then I just get up Saturday morning and I finish up the second half of the drive. Totally right. sensible, Liz. <laughs> totally sensible. And it will be a much easier drive because you'll have all those images of the opening ceremonies, yeah. of all the different the countries coming in. It's It's going to be great. Yes. Uh, I do want to say at this point, and we'll remind you at the end of the show, that, you know, our in-house expert on opening ceremonies is Leon Dolan. Yes. Uh, she is uh, for multiple Olympics now. She has posted her random thoughts on the Olympics, starting with usually a pretty thoughtful review of the opening ceremonies. I reposted her review of the London Olympics opening ceremonies a couple of weeks ago. So if you want to listen to Leanne's critique style and what she's looking for in an opening ceremonies versus what got delivered in London, you can do that. But here's what she's going to do just for us, Julie, even though she's taking the summer off to work on her writing, she's going to be on next Tuesday's show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait because I understand in the opening ceremonies, well, first of all, it's Brazil. You know, it's going to be a spectacular, you know, event. I I understand that Giselle Bunchton is going to be in it or however you pronounce her last name. And she's getting robbed in that's part of the little skit she's doing. She's getting robbed in the event. Really? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, that's don't tell me anymore. I don't want to know. I want to be okay. surprised. I, okay. But, Liz. You know, Giselle, as they call her there in Brazil, that's how they refer to her, Julie. Giselle. Just, Oh, good, because uh, I can't pronounce her last name anyway. So Giselle, okay. Well. Giselle is like the number one most famous person in Brazil. I, I understand why she should be in the opening ceremonies. So yeah, that's good. I can't wait for Leanne's review. Okay, so so Leanne will be on the Tuesday show, and we're leaving for Brazil on Wednesday. So you can imagine the excitement that we will have on Tuesday. So put that in. And if you haven't already subscribed to Satellite Sisters, Here's a good reason to do that. You want to make sure you don't miss the Tuesday show. So go to iTunes and subscribe. Okay. 
there are lots of excellent, um, just the human stories, the up close and personals that come through right before the Olympics start, including a whole category that people love to do stories about, which is siblings at the Olympics, Julie, right? You've, I'm sure you've seen a lot of those. I know. It just brings tears to my eyes, Liz, just saying that and just thinking about that category. You yes. know, it's, it's a great category. Yeah. Do you regret that we never trained for anything together and got ourselves to the Olympics? Liz, we were we did the medley relay together. The four Dolan sisters. We had our shot. We didn't make it. Okay, we can't be bitter about it. We gave it our all there, you know, in the in the at the swim team um, yeah. on the swim team. But that that was it. Uh, that's true. But okay, there are many excellent sibling stories. Actually, you can just go to Google and put in. Uh, siblings Rio Olympics, and there are siblings from all over the world that are turning up together. But here's my favorite, Julie. It is the identical triplets, Leila, Lina, and Lily Luke from Estonia, uh-huh. who will be competing in the women's marathon together. Oh, so you got you got to Google this. I'll put the photo on the show notes at SatelliteSisters.com. They're 30 years old. They only took up running at 24, Julie. They just okay. wow. they started running a few years ago. They have all three qualified, uh, you know, because you have to make an Olympic standard. And they've all three qualified. They will all three be on the Estonian Olympic team. So watch for them in the Parade of Nations uh, there on Friday night. And they're calling it their dream of the trio to Rio, Julie. Oh, well, I love that. Well, I'm, you know, I've been to Estonia. It's a lovely little country and uh, I will definitely be looking for those triplets, Liz. Good yeah. story. Yeah. They, no, it says they are not expected to meddle, uh, but that's okay. You know, uh, just I, to see the three of them running together. Do you think they're going to sort of stay together in the pack uh, during the marathon or is, or is one faster than the other? That's I, always the case with siblings, yes. isn't it? Yeah. yeah there's usually, yeah. But when, maybe they stay together just because that's their TV moment. I don't know. Uh, I imagine they'll just all three run as fast as they possibly can. Cause that's, yeah. Because <laughs> you're at the, the Olympic Olympics. spirit, Liz. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So that's the upside of the Olympic spirit. And that was a really interesting story I saw online. The downside of the Olympic spirit is a story that was in the New York Times just a few days ago about the swimmer Shirley Babishoff. Now, do you remember Shirley Babishoff? Absolutely, Liz. Those, yes, I remember her. She was an outstanding swimmer. She was expected to win the gold medal. She yes. was one of the U.S. bright stars of, was yes. it the 76 Olympics? This is the so, Montreal Games. Yeah. The Montreal yeah. Games. She was expected to win as many medals in uh, Montreal as Mark Spitz had won four years before in Munich. I mean, she was that good. And instead, she came home with four silvers and one relay gold. And there's a somewhat notable photo of her standing on the podium. I think you've seen this photo, Julie. Remember? Yes, I have. I know. It's just she is so sad getting a silver medal. And what we know now and what she spoke out about then was each time she was beaten by an East German who was doping. Right. And she kind of got a really bad reputation at the time because she complained about it. And she said it wasn't fair. And she doubted that these women were clean. And uh, so she became, you know, someone who just got a reputation for being negative and difficult. And uh, so she completely withdrew. It was a fascinating story because I haven't thought about Shirley Babishoff in a long time. But she just completely withdrew from public life, went off. They, you know, she has, has had a career as a mail carrier and she was a single mom. And in the, in the story in the Times, they refer to her as still having vinegar in her veins because she just can't quite get over the fact that all of this cheating went on and people just looked the other way and that some of this is continuing to go on and people are continuing to look the other way. Anyway, it's just, and there are several other stories in this one times piece about other athletes who know for sure that they got cheated out of a medal 
And in a couple of cases, you know, maybe four years or eight years or 16 years later, they were given the medal, like, you know, okay, show up at the office on Tuesday. We've now since disqualified the guy who beat you, who beat you or the girl who beat you. And now we're going to give you your bronze medal or whatever. But obviously you've missed your moment, right? right. You're, yeah. You're, I mean, and it's not just a race to them. I mean, this yeah. is their whole life. This is, they've put everything into this and to be, to be literally cheated out of the medal. Now, have they rescinded the medals of those East German swimmers? That, I think they did. I don't yeah. know. I, you know, that's probably in the story somewhere. I do not, uh, yeah. Yeah. I do not remember. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, uh, and there's something about swimming too. I just think of training for swimming as being so unbelievably boring, <laughs> you know, compared I think to all training is boring, Liz. Yeah. I mean, like what about marathon running? It's like slogging away. It, you pick a sport, Liz. I know, like- but at least you're out there in the world. You're looking around, your trees are going by. There's something about swimming, just watching that line on the bottom of the pool hour after hour, uh, that, uh, that I think would be hard anyway. So this was, um, it's, if you want to understand why all this drug testing is so important, oh, I guess this was just in yesterday's paper. They, so it's called clean athletes and Olympic glory lost, uh, in the doping era. And again, I'll post that at satellitesisters.com. And, uh, anyway, so, um, so yeah, a lot of exciting things in the news about the Olympics. Well, Liz, I I read a story and I just immediately thought of you and Leon going to the Olympics, and I thought, okay, they can adapt this for their own um, Olympic trip. And this is uh, Nastia Lukin, you know her; she's the gold medalist gymnast. Yes. Well, she posted online her ten fashion and beauty rules <laughs> every U.S. gymnast must follow in Rio. Oh, so I just thought I thought. Well, I read through the list and I thought. These rules, by and large, apply to what Liz and Leon should be doing when they go to Rio. Okay. <laughs> number one. Number one rule that Nasa yeah. says okay. is you have to, your leotard, you have to show off your personality. Okay. Now, this just made me laugh out loud thinking about any of the Dolan sisters in a gymnastic leotard. Okay. <laughs> but. I think the point for you two is whatever you bring to um, Rio to wear, it should really show off your personality. Yeah. That's Nastia's point. You know, yeah. that in when you're in your free events, when you're going to the stands, you really should bring it, okay? It's the Olympics. Don't hold it back, okay? Uh, and don't worry about getting approval. You know, you just want to stand out. This is your, this is your chance. Okay. okay. Can now, I just say, I've already gotten a lot of communication from Leanne, who is yeah. being very thoughtful about what she's wearing. She okay. has the color scheme all picked out. She's, you know, just filling me in on that. And I have done no thinking about that. So I got to get on it. Maybe you have to, and it has to, you have to show your personality. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, but then, uh, uh, Nasia, of course, had to have her leotard approved by coach Caroli, which you do not have to do Liz. So you have a little more leeway. Okay. We'll go yeah. to the point three. Okay. And I think this is key because you're going to be sitting a lot in stands and this is a key fashion tip from Nastia. Yeah. It's whatever you do, do not pick your wedgie. Okay. Let's say you're, you're sitting down because if you pick a wedgie during the Olympics, you lose points in gymnastics. Did you know that? Well, you probably did I, not no, I, did, that. I did not know that there was a deduction, but that seems appropriate. Yeah. So now, so you just really got to watch that. Okay. Watch how you sit down, how you get into position for your stadium watching. Okay. Because you certainly don't want to lose points. Okay. She, she brings sticky spray that she uses for the leotard. I, I don't think you and uh, Leon should attempt that. Okay. Very important. Okay. You definitely, you know, n- no bra straps showing, Liz. I, you know, I don't know how the weather is going to be. I don't know how whether it's going to be humid, but you really got to watch those bra straps. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. And earrings are the only jewelry. And I think given that you're going to Rio and given that there's just a touch of crime, yeah. I think you might um, keep that in mind as a fashion and beauty tip okay. for your own, uh, for your own look. Okay. But here's That's the one. pretty part. much my normal look. I've been wearing the same pair of earrings for like the last four months and then I got nothing else. So I'll, okay. just, I'll just stick with what I'm already working. Okay. But here's where you really need to kick it up. Okay. Nail polish, Liz. Okay. This is where you can really make a statement. And so, you know, I want you to think about red, white, and blue nail polish. Okay. You're going to Rio. You're representing our country. 
um, or at least nail polish that matches your color scheme for your personality. This was key to Nastia. She said, you know, as you think about the gymnasts and their hands, and as you're going to be clapping a lot and raising your arms, you want good nail polish, Liz. I think that's a really good suggestion, Julie. I had not even thought about that. Okay. But especially on your hands, I think that's right. Okay, now these next two go together, and I think that it's going to be very important if you want any of the Satellite Sisterhood to pick pick you out among the crowds there. We're all going to be glued to TV, sort of searching for you and Leon and Leon's family. Okay, we want hair out of your face. This was a big rule for Nastia. Yeah. You cannot have hair out of your face. Bold lips, Liz. Bold <laughs> lips. you got to go, go there. Okay. okay. So, uh, so now I've got red, white, and blue nail polish and bold lips. Those bold are the lips. two I feel okay. like I can okay. pull but off. Okay, here's, but here's the one that's really going to score you the gold, okay? that This is the tip that I felt like, you know, both of you could adapt and that, you know, this is what a lot of gymnasts do is the one area where Nastia said you can do just, you know, you can go with the little superstition. If you have a lucky hair clip, if you have some lucky hat that you feel is going to make the difference for the U.S. team, that's what you got to put on your head. Okay. And that's what she said a lot of the gymnasts where, you know, just they're superstitious about the rubber bands they use or the bobby pins or how they, you know, how, you know, or some little lucky clip okay. in their hair. Okay? okay. So you got it? You got these tips, the Liz? Lucky, the lu- okay. The lucky charm, the bold lips, and the red, white, and blue nails. Okay. I, and I feel no- like I can do all of those. But okay. there's going to be no leotard because the leotard does only lead to the wedgie, Julie. I know, but you know, but you have to think about what what you're going to be wearing because you know wedgies happen all the time. So there, I'm just I'm just saying. Well, you know, I mean, next Tuesday we'll review our entire calendar of Olympic events that we actually have tickets to. But if people want to start scheduling their TV watching for the maximum chance to see a Leon or me or Leon's family in the stands, uh, it is Thursday night. The 11th, August 11th, we will be at the swimming. It is 10 p.m. for us in Rio so that it can be on the air live in the United States. So, like, it's going to be hard enough for us to stay up till 10 p.m. to go to to the event. But how... How the swimmers do that is really hard. That must be very challenging because they have heats during the day. It's not like they can do nothing during the day. So they have heats and things they're doing during the day, and then their finals start at uh, at 10 p.m. Real Liz, time. they're Olympic champions. I know. They got it. They got it. You just you just worry about your hair and your lips and the nails. Okay. 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 And bring in the personality. Okay. You got to do that. All, All right. right. So I just, this is a good time to remind people that while we're there, Leon and I are really going to be maxing out our social media. So if you want to see or you want to hear or you want to know what we are up to, what we are wearing, uh, what our nails look like, which events we've managed to get into, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So on Facebook, we will each post on our own pages, but then we will cross-post everything to the Satellite Sisters group. So if you're already a member of the Satellite Sisters group, you're going to see what we're up to. If you're not, just apply now and I will approve you. So we're going to be on uh, Facebook. On Twitter, you can follow us at Sat Sisters. We will each post as at Sat Sisters. And I'm at SS Liz and Leanne is at Leanne Dolan. And then on Instagram, which will be really fun. Instagram will be the best, I think, because Rio is so beautiful and athletic events and things. It's just always such great photos. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, we will use hashtag SatSisters and hashtag SatSistersRio2016. So there you go. You can follow us there. Sounds great, Liz. Can't wait to see those those pictures and those posts. That will be fun. Okay. So. Um well, back here, Liz, I, yeah. I, this is week two of Nana Camp, and I have to say that yesterday was Equestrian Day at Nana Camp. First, first is a first, first time event where we did some trail riding this year, Liz. You're I, I, 
No, I'm not. Have you ever done that, Liz? Have you ever done I've done that? trail riding. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, I'm not yeah. a lover of the trail riding, but no, no, I think I, I, okay. yeah. I, I, I think I'm just too fearful or I just, I just don't totally trust the horse to be in charge. That's, yeah. You know? <laughs> that, the horse and many other things. You like to be in charge. <laughs> I know that. But they were dying. Alice and Ben were dying to go on horses. So we found this, I, I don't know how reputable a trail riding group it was, but it's, it's a little local group right here in Steamboat Springs and they have a one hour trail ride. I thought, what could go wrong? That sounds good, right? So we uh, we show up and they're excited and they have cute little horses for the kids and I have done I've done a fair amount of trail riding I have never uh, uh, like improved as a trail rider I've stayed at the beginner level but uh-huh. I'm sort of happy you know I like you know I you know I always I'm a beginner I like I'm a slow poker I don't I don't care but that's it I was mainly worried you know it's a big responsibility just as you said when you. Put your grandchildren on wild animal on animals, whether yes. or not you know it's all going to go okay. I thought, oh, what if they fall off the horse? But anyway, so we headed off. It was all good. They loved it. They had their horses were sweet. They you know were followed in line. They got to you know they just really loved the whole thing. But somehow, again, I, I have no experience with this trail uh, riding operation but somehow they had failed to cinch the saddle on my horse ginger <laughs> ginger literally so about halfway into the trail ride and we go we just we wander up the little hill you know the mountains and stuff like that we come around a corner and literally my whole saddle like you've seen those cartoons where the saddle goes underneath the horse <laughs> yes <laughs> that was happening to you that is exactly what happened to me, Liz. So I did not get any points on my dismount uh, in that situation. I but I survived. I landed on the ground, but I, I just... That's the goal, my- is to get on the ground, whatever it takes. <laughs> so, so, but a highly successful day. But uh, we've had a lot of fun here, um, you know, but I did, uh, see, I did see the ghost of Nana Camp future, Liz. Um, one of the other really fun things to do in Steamboat Springs is they have these hot springs, these hot spring pools. And I took the kids one day to the hot spring pools and there was another grandmother and she uh, was with, she was with her three, I can only describe them as sullen teenagers. Okay. (laughs) Just three miserable kids, two girls and a boy. One of the girls was, was weeping. She was in the pool weeping and the grandmother, I heard her say this. She's like, okay, I get it. Um, this is a lot to be all together for a whole week away from your friends. And I know it's really been hard and you're like missing your friends and missing using your cell phones and being able to do stuff. But let's maybe next year you'll only have to come for a couple of days rather than a whole week. Maybe that's too long. I mean, she was trying um. so hard to just sort of acknowledge how miserable her grandchildren were, try to work with the situation. And I just, I, I just thought this is what's going to happen to my Nana camp. <laughs> and they become, that's why. Sullen teenager up. era. Sullen teenagers. I mean, I don't know. They had had some giant fight. She was trying to repair the situation. And I just, that's just what I thought. I thought, okay, I am going to enjoy this and do this to the max while I can before this group turns on me, you know, I mean, because, because apparently they do turn because I could see that this grandmother was really trying to make it very nice for her grandchildren (laughs) and they wanted no part of it. They just wanted to be miserable teenagers, which, you know. So at so, that point, you just give them back to their parents, right? I think that's it. I think that's when you just have to shut it down. That's that will. That's it. So, so anyway, I've seen the future, Liz. So that's why we're just going to really finish up with a bang here this week. Uh, so we got a lot more activities on the agenda, and I'm just going to enjoy it while I can. Okay, you've seen the future, and the future is sullen. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, speaking of that, can we have a discussion about civility? Just you and me. And then, as we said, we, this can radiate out. I would like to make a plea for civility during the election season, but particularly civility in how people communicate 
with each other online during the election season, Julie. And the reason I'm putting this out there, you know, I try to be pretty careful about what I tweet or what I post. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to change anyone's mind or I'm just really, mainly I keep my opinions to myself or I talk to my friends about them. But um, there was, I, I retweeted something from the Huffington Post the other day because I thought it was very, very funny when Sarah Silverman uh at the at the DNC made a joke about how impressive it is to be able to be be go from being a secretary to being president of the United States. And I just thought that was funny. You know, you understand the context. Yes. Uh, because the context was Hillary Clinton. And somebody like retweeted it or direct messaged me about it or just something. I'm not even gonna get into the details. But they used the word ashamed in uh uh, in their response to me, like, I'm ashamed of you, Liz. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I just don't think that's necessary. I will try to control what I'm posting, but I just don't think jumping on top of people that it's, again, as I always say, it's comments where things just get go totally uh, off the rails. So I would just ask that, you know, Post whatever you want to post, but let's try to be nice in the way we respond to each other. So can we do that, Julie? I I agree with you, Liz. It's interesting you said that. I'm sorry you had that experience. Uh, But this week, in fact, I have only been looking at my the Satellite Sisters uh, Facebook group page because since the convention started, my regular Facebook uh, feed – it's just so filled with so many horrible things on both sides that I was like, I just can't read this anymore, okay? Because number one, when you post those things, you're, I don't think anyone ever has been changed by a Facebook post, political pay, a Facebook post. <laughs> you People sure about to, that? You sure? Uh, I am free. I'm, I'm like 100% sure. So, okay, I don't know why they're doing it, but they, they feel like they need to. But I, I just can't read all that stuff. It's just... Because I, I, it's so, it, it's just, it seems harmful to me. So yes, I'm all for civility. I want everyone to have their own point of view. I don't, I don't want to suppress anyone's opinion. Right. You know, do whatever you want, but I just, I'm not going to read, I'm not going to read mean comments. That's, I'm just not going to do it. I don't want to post mean comments. I just think if we all just step back a little, might be better, might be better for the country, Liz. Mm-hmm. So let's start right here. You mm-hmm. and I, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm all for that, okay? Yeah, me too. I'm not trying to edit what people post. No, I'm just saying, no. you know, it's the reactions when things start to spiral, usually. Yeah, so, it, but it doesn't take much to spiral. That's the problem. It's I know. So, so, okay, so I think that's good. Personal attacks, it's all out. You know, let's just... Let's be kind, people. Let's be kind. Okay. <laughs> okay. It starts here. Uh, yeah. It starts well, here. Uh, one other thing I just want to say about the conventions before we move on. You know, I think it is okay, no matter what party you belong to or whether you don't belong to any party at all, I think it's okay to acknowledge that it is a historic moment for the first woman ever to be nominated by a major party. And, uh, and that is not taking sides. That is just saying, wow, this is a moment in our U.S. history. And so I would like to acknowledge that on behalf of the Satellite Sisterhood, just putting it out there. It's a moment. It is a notch. You could, that's going to be on the historical timeline. So just want to say it happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you, Liz. You know, I didn't think it was going to be that dramatic to watch that, you know, just that a woman would be nominated. But in the moment, it was very traumatic, it you was. know, because it is because it is a really big moment uh, uh, for uh, for for everyone. So, yep. Um, yep. so that's that's what I have to say about that. Now, it's again, because well, I can't also say it's going to be a long it's going to be a long time to November. I can see it. And and my particular role as uh, head of the First Lady's desk here at Satellite Sisters, I am going to be very, very busy, Liz. I, I just, with, 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 between Melania and Bill, I'm just going to be busy, busy, busy this entire season, just protecting their, their rights to be whoever they wanted, they want to be. Now, yeah. you know, I have stood up for um, political spouses that wanted to be doctors. I have stood up for political spouses that want to be journalists, do their own things. So this week when they posted, uh, the New York Post posted the naked pictures of Melania. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, first of all, can we just say 
she is a Slovenian supermodel. So the fact that she had some naked pictures, are you at all surprised? No. No, I mean, it's basically what she did for a living. Not that she was naked all the time, but, you know, it didn't surprise me at the least. It is sort of in the job description. So whatever. Okay. And I think we've already established here at Satellite Sisters that pretty much everyone else in the world, with the exception of the Satellite Sisters, have naked (laughs) naked photos. Yes. Yes, (laughs) And I think Melania's were probably better than most people's (laughs) naked photos. I'm just saying. Now, and I'm super happy it wasn't Bill with the naked photos. Okay. So, uh, you know, yeah. but, but there you have it. So, uh, you know, it's it just, that's what she did for a living. She yeah. was a supermodel. So, yeah. uh, we could, we'll just move on from that yeah. and we'll yeah, just, we, we don't need to be surprised or be shocked. Uh, no. yeah. Okay, well, I mean, this may seem a little trivial in the context of, you know, the geopolitics of the U.S. presidential election, but as long as we're talking about online behavior, can I just say that I am being hunted online by a Pottery Barn bookshelf, George? <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> have, you, have you ever had that happen where you're shopping for something online and you click on a particular bookshelf, in my case, but it could be a dress, it could be a pair of shoes, it could be a gallon of paint, whatever. But be, apparently they know that you spent a little extra time on this bookshelf. So then it means every time you go online, no matter where you are, there's the bookshelf. It's like, there it is. Oh, it's, it's across the top. It's a banner ad now. Oh, now it's down here. Oh, now it's inserting itself into your Twitter feed. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I know this is what, like, analytics, this is what it does. This is what all those fancy algorithms do. They figure out how to constantly put these things in front of you. You're the target, and the bookshelf is the uh, is the tool that they're trying to get in front of you. But I really cannot believe how much time I'm spending now staring at this Pottery Barn bookshelf, which, by the way, you know, I decided not to buy it and I'm not sure, much like trying to change my mind by posting your political opinions online. You're not going to change my mind, Pottery Barn, by just constantly <laughs> having this bookshelf. You're being stalked, Liz. I think, you, I think you should take the case to court. Have you ever, it would be, it would have be you ever been stalked by an item online? It gets really unsettling after a while. It does. It's, well, it's, yeah, it is very... It is very creepy that, you know, you're not alone when you are shopping on the internet list. That's I know. What you need That's to know. true. It's a good reminder. It's a good reminder. Um, <laughs> good luck. You, good luck, you and the bookshelf. Is the bookshelf going with you to, uh, the, to Rio? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, speaking of other things I did during the month of, of July, uh, enjoying my first month of post-corporate life. Uh, Monica was here for the weekend. By the way, Monica sends her very best to all of the listeners. She is not currently on the Satellite Sister shows just because she's been super busy. She works a lot on the weekends. You understand she's in medical research, so she her job comes first. But anyway, she says hello to everyone. So she was here over the weekend, and we went to see Jason Bourne on Saturday Night Julie. Okay, so, so what did you think? Well, you- I'm just it must be killing your husband that it you is. haven't gone to see it yet. I mean, because we've seen all the other Bourne movies, I don't know, 50 yeah. times, yeah. 50 times. He's never, there's never a night where if I say, oh, would you, you know, would you like to watch a movie? He'll say, well, how about one of the Jason Bourne movies? Yeah. I mean, he just, <laughs> that's it. So yes, it's killing him. Liz. Yeah. So, um, I would say this movie, first of all, Matt is back and Matt looks awesome in this movie. He looks rough and he looks ready and he's so oh, he looks like even more dangerous than he ever looked. Oh, he's, good. he's just older and more grizzled looking now, Julie. So, Ooh, okay. so I, I think you will I think you will uh enjoy that. It does surprise me that he has managed to elude the CIA. Since, <laughs> since the very first movie that came out, The Born Identity came out in 2002, right? Uh-huh. So the, the CIA has been looking for Jason Bourne since 2002, and the only kind of disguise he ever wears at all is a hat. So <laughs> I just, I feel like, wow, I can't believe he's been on the lam this long. Uh, so, so Matt looks great. Monica and I would both give it two thumbs up for the, oh, okay. for the action. 
There's great car chase. It starts with a great car chase, a motorcycle chase, which is awesome, and ends with the car chase through Las Vegas. I'm just telling you, you've never seen anything like that. So two thumbs up for all of the action and the stunts, but two thumbs down for romantic content. You know, a couple of the earlier movies, he had the girlfriend. Yes. And so I'm not going to tell you anything about this one, but Monica and I both felt like we could have used a few more quiet moments. Just just some moments where he might be enjoying himself or even the moments where he's just faking people out. You know, you know how good Uh he is at that. He's I love that. Like when he makes the phone call yes. and yes. it's like, I'm looking at you. And they're like, ooh, the CIA <laughs> foiled again, Liz. Yes. I know. So, so we went to that movie and then we came home and I think it was USA Network was doing a born marathon that night. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, so we came home and this, I personally think the second movie of the series, The Born Supremacy. Yeah, is, that's a very good movie. Is yeah. the best of the series. That's the one with Joan Allen in it. And she's yes. so good. And oh, yeah, that's the one. There's So anyway, so Monica and I came home from Jason Bourne and started watching The Born Supremacy. And that's when he's like across the courtyard and he's saying, yeah, 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 I need you to find Julia Stiles. And they're like, yes. we don't know where she is. We don't know. How would we find her? And he's like, funny, because she's standing right next to you right now. Ooh, I know. Ooh, we got them again. Um <laughs> Uh, anyway, so the, and then yesterday I was talking to our brother, Brendan, who also watched the Bourne Marathon <laughs> this weekend. And he, he agreed with me that the number two in the series, the Bourne Supremacy is the best of this series, but this is, this is right up there, Julie. I think you will enjoy. That's all. Oh, I that's good. Uh, that's good to get a, a report that's very solid. You know, yeah, it would be disappointing solid. that it wasn't because we've seen all the other tangential movies a hundred times too, like that Jack Ryan movie. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yes. Uh, so, um, no, and you okay. like this also because there's a whole sort of Edward Snowden plot unfolding. Uh-huh. It's, okay. it, it feels very contemporary. It's okay. not just old school Cold War kind of stuff. It's all the new stuff. It's all com- computer hacking. So you will <laughs> enjoy Okay, Liz. Sounds good. Well, okay. I want to talk about theater. As long as we're talking about movies, uh, two plays that are in the news, Liz. First of all, Cats is back. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, so Matt is back and Cats are, is back. Cats, cats are back, Liz. Do you know that? Did you know it had gone? Apparently, I, I really, I really didn't. I just thought it was okay. grinding on and on. This is, of course, the musical Cats that opened in 1982. Do you realize that? 1982. Wow, that's It amazing. ran for. 18 years and it used to hold the longest you know a record for you know nearly 7500 performances on broadway but then of course phantom of the opera came along and blew that blew it out of the water but they they are now mounting a new production of cats and here's the headlines about the new production it's just like the old production liz <laughs> they haven't changed any that they realize that you know people like cats they liked it just the way it was. So it's pretty much, they've like polished it up a little bit, but it's pretty much the same play. Oh, okay. So well, what do you think? Would you go you to You know see- what? I think, I think maybe everyone should see Cats once. I, I, you know, or if you have like younger people that you want to take to the theater, I think... Wow. When did you say it started? 1982? 1982. So it's a whole generation. There's, yeah. I mean, it's been a generation. So that, yes, there's a whole new cohort of people that are not familiar with cats. Yeah. And starring in this production is Leona Lewis. She, you know, she's. Uh, oh, really? Yes. So she's got a great voice, you know, and she's going to be good in it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it would be, it's a great, easy introduction. Uh, yeah. To to uh, to the theater. I, think. I, I remember um, Leon said that one time she was our nieces Megan Dolan and Catherine Dolan uh, would have been about the age where they were pretty young when Cats was on Broadway and they went to see it and I can't remember when whether Leon was with them or not but she was ta- talking to it was either Megan or Catherine who really really loved it and said I knew it was about cats. But I didn't know it was about singing and dancing cats or, <laughs> or something like that. So if that sounds good to you, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's that's back. 
And then the other big news that while you were watching the Jason Bourne uh, marathon on TV, there was also a Harry Potter marathon going on on TV. And during some downtimes here at Nana Camp, we've had that Harry Potter movies on. And uh, they, but there is a new Harry Potter play that just opened in London. It's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, uh, but and they just this this is the eighth story in the Harry Potter franchise, and uh, allegedly this is the last story there's never going to be another harry potter story i don't know if that's true but that's what they're saying but um this is a play it is not a musical and the play is five hours and 15 minutes long no really yes yes so you either you have two options for viewing this play you either watch it one whole day or on two consecutive nights oh isn't that amazing Five well, hours. People and, just love and, Harry Potter, don't they? I know. I know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I can do five hours and 15 minutes. Of, I, I did not read the books, but I, I can see the appeal because I see how much right. my grandchildren enjoy the books and enjoy the movies. Uh, and I know people love this. And I guess it's uh, and it's probably coming to Broadway, too. Harry yeah. Potter. Oh, play. okay. Well, that'll be something to look forward to. Well, well, our nephew Daniel, the younger son of our brother Brendan, he's a total Harry Potter fanatic. And Brendan was telling me that uh, they were just at an event where the boys, who are both teenagers now, were having a lot of fun. But Daniel especially had fun because they had a Harry Potter trivia contest, which he, of course, won. So, okay. You know. Yes. So he could do five hours and 15 minutes of a play. I, I, <laughs> yes. That's for him. Could. Okay. That's it. That's a good graduation <laughs> present, Liz. You can, you can get that for Daniel when he graduates. It will be on Broadway by then. So Harry Potter, the play. So, All right. All right. Now I have one final burning question that I need to ask you and the Satellite Sisterhood. I just, I'm perplexed about it, Liz. This is summertime. It's corn season, as you know, that you can go to the grocery store. There's a a lot of delicious fresh corn. Now, we grew up in Connecticut. We ate a lot of corn. And uh, I I guess my mother, our mother always said that, you know, you didn't shuck the corn until right before you were going to cook the corn, that you wanted to keep it as fresh as possible, Mm -hmm. that we would buy the, uh, the, the corn at the market, but we wouldn't shuck it until right before dinner then we then we would do you know do that the boiling water and we'd have the hot steaming corn it was delicious okay so now when you go to the grocery store the corn is all there and they have a large gar- garbage bin you've probably seen this and people are standing by the corn and they are sh- they are opening the you know they're shucking the corn right there in the grocery store i think to check out you know the quality of the corn wait wait they're completely shucking it or they're just like they're, tear- they're just tearing, tearing open one little part to look well, they pull it down. Yeah, they yeah. they open it all, you know enough that it seems to me it might be damaging the freshness of corn. I mean, when you buy an orange, Liz, you're 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 not able. You don't get to peel the orange to check to see if it has any blemishes, right? I just don't yeah, understand right. when did this happen. I mean, if you want to buy corn that's not in its you know not in its husk, they have that kind of corn, yeah. so you can see what that looks like, but. I don't know why you're able to do this. I just don't understand this. Do you have any yeah. opinion about this, Liz? Well, I guess well, I, have, I have two thoughts. One is I guess it's like squeezing a melon or smelling it for a freshness. But you're right. It does – if your theory is that it damages the corn by tearing down one part of it, people are looking to see if the, you know, the rows are straight or whatever, the corn looks good, right? So, like, okay, if you buy into your theory that once you break the seal – yeah, um, on the the ear of corn that it uh, that it starts to degrade somehow. I can see why that bothers you, but I would also say that I have an inherited uh, like our mother's suspicion of pre shucked corn. So I never buy the stuff in the market that's already shucked. Right. Except last week, I did for the first time ever, <laughs> and it was it was when our friend Corny was here, and I was making dinner in the backyard, and I don't know for whatever reason, I just bought like the four ears wrapped in plastic, and it it just it bugged me that I was so lazy that I did that. So yeah. I'm 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 thank you for reminding me that the uh, that the quality corn comes in a shock. 
comes in, in a husk and you shuck it. Yeah, it comes in a husk and you shuck it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't. But I'd like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it doesn't, maybe, and maybe our mother was wrong. Maybe it doesn't make any difference. And uh, apparently grocery stores don't mind. Yeah. They're, encour- they're encouraging this kind of behavior. And I, I just don't understand it. Well, maybe it's like politics, Juliet. What only, the only thing that matters is what you personally believe. And if you personally believe that it degrades the corn to come pre-shocked or to tear at the husk at all in the store, then that's just what you, and it's your right to believe that. Yes. Okay, Liz, it's America. (laughs) And we love it here, don't we? We do. USA, USA. I'm getting my red, white, and blue outfit and my fingernails all ready to go. Hey, there was a question on the Facebook group, Julie, which maybe we'll have to tackle another week. Um, of who has more frequent flyer miles, you or me? And it's a, that's a challenging one. It's you a toss-up. Because I think it's probably you because you lived in Thailand for many years and then you lived in Russia for many years. But that didn't stop you from flying home a lot during all of those years. So, right. you know. I, I know, but you had some very intense travel the last yeah. five years. So, But mm-hmm. I think I've been on sketchier airlines oh, than you, Liz. For yes. sure. Yes. yes. So, uh, so if that counts in the total, frequent flyer miles on Aeroflot or Air Uzbek, uh, <laughs> don't even get me talking about Laos Air. Okay. That, okay. All that, right. Okay. I think that's. Uh, I think that's good. We can l- look into that in more detail. But my instinct would be that Julie scores higher on that one. Um, all right. Anything else we need to cover? No, Liz. I think you have your assignment: fashion and beauty tips yeah. for uh, for the for the Olympics. You got to get you have some work to do. And uh, oh, I ha- oh, I have another assignment too. This on Sunday, I never got around to posting a new to you show this week, but I'm so I'm going to do the Sunday show on Thursday. Oh, <laughs> okay. Sounds, so, sounds perfect. So today is Tuesday. I will edit this show today and post this today. And then I'll go find a classic show and set that up for you. And I will post that on uh, this Thursday. So you can look forward to that. Um, and then remember, next Tuesday, our special guest will be the one and only Leon Dolan. And uh, we'll be covering all things Olympics. So you're definitely going to want to tune in for that. Okay, up, Jewel. Well, good luck at Nana Camp. Um, okay, okay. I got to get back to it. Putt putt golf is off. It's just about done. Uh, my husband's doing that assignment. And then we have an afternoon hike coming up. So, yeah, we're pretty busy, Liz. All right, safe travels home, and, okay. and we'll talk uh, next week. <laughs> okay. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>